Here we go. We're on week four of tunnel vision. Hey, life is like a bucket. You ready for this? Life is like a bucket. I have a couple of buckets up here on the stage. All these buckets represent something in our lives, right? Maybe not for everybody. Friends. Yeah, we like friends, right? Right? Fashion. We got to look fit, right? Uh, dating, relationships. You can add friendships, dating, but I put dating on here, dating relationships. This little bucket right here. Some of you are like, my bucket's empty. I need, you know what I mean? Um, do we have God? Right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's clap for that. Uh, clap for family too. Like, I mean, family's a big deal, right? Family's a big deal. Uh, I will put social, but it's like social interaction, but also <laughs> social media. We'll, we'll put that as a big bucket. And then for some of us, maybe not all of us, you could be athletics or maybe like extracurricular activities. And so uh, as I thought about life and I thought about even the series that we're in, I thought about tunnel vision is like a ping pong ball. A ping pong ball, this ping pong ball or all of these ping pong balls represent time, effort, and resources. And so many times in our lives, right, the time that we spend, the resources that we spend on different parts of our lives, it kind of adds up a little bit. So if you think about it, I'm putting a lot of time, a lot of effort in athletics. For the, some of the guys in the room, it's like, you know what I mean? Um, I'm gonna put a little bit of time. Yeah, God's a good thing, right? Should I put two ping pong balls in? Two. Uh, sometimes uh, if I, I gotta look good, so I'm spending some time and some resources on getting the fresh kicks. You know what I mean? You gotta have, like I look at mine, like mine are fresh, right? Okay, they're like three months old. Um, I like friends. Friends are a good thing, right? I'm gonna spend a lot of time in that. But here's what I'm noticing. We gotta do, we gotta do, wait, hold on. If I'm with friends, oh wait, I gotta do this right. If I'm with friends, I gotta post about it. Like if I'm with family and we go on this really cool vacation, I gotta post about it. Like if I'm on the football team and we get the big win, I gotta post about it. Like the dating relationship, if I don't say something on Instagram about my dating relationship, then it must not be real, right? So I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna do a little bit and then, you know, put a little bit more into social. And then if I go to camp, right? That's a good thing. But then at camp, I gotta get the sunset picture and post it. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I go to beach week and I gotta, I had such a great time with friends. It was so great. It was so awesome. You know, um, dating, same thing. Oh, gotta post about it. And you know, you start giving your time and your resources to all these things. Here's what I've noticed. Some of us get tunnel vision on one thing. We put a lot of time and a lot of effort in one of these things. And many times it's not the right one, but we have been tricked to believe that it's the right one. We've been tricked and believed that it's the, the, this is the good thing for you, but it is so unhealthy. And tonight, as we talk about social media, some of us are having tunnel vision on the social. And we think that this is what we gotta be. If we're gonna be satisfied, we, we've got to have, I mean, many of us put so, tunnel vision right here on social. And we believe that that is what we need, right? If I'm with God, then I have to, I have to post about it. Like, everybody see I'm a Christian. You know what I mean? Hey, you, you see where I'm going? I'm gonna take this bucket. I'm gonna put it right here. 
because I want it to be a good reminder for all of us that many times the time and effort we put into this little bucket, it outweighs and gets tunnel vision on all the other things that are important in our life. Are you tracking with me so far? And I want us to, this is a Jesus juke. If there ever was one, I'm prepping you for it. But what have we done here? Not much. Not much. And if we're going to have tunnel vision on anything, I think we ought to have our bucket more than just a couple of ping pong balls full. I feel like it ought to look like that, right? But I think for some of us in the room, maybe not all of us, but some of us in the room, that's it. We have been tricked, we have been believed that if we put our effort into the social, into the social media side of our lives, then we'll be satisfied, that we'll be okay, that we'll be seeking the approval of men, if you want to put it that way. We want to be liked, we want to get the like, we want to have all of those kind of, I want to be an influencer, right? The more I post, the more I put out there, the more that I connect, the more that I DM, the more that I do all of those things on my social media, that's all the time and effort. We just keep filling up the bucket. But we have been tricked to believe that that is right and that is what we need. So if you have your talk sheet, there's a lot of blanks, so you better hold on tight, all right? Here you go. Um, I want to ask you a deep question. And I want, us to, I want you to think deeply about this conversation about social media. Oh, we can have like a superficial, hey, I mean, okay, let me just take a poll. How many of you have a social media account? Not any, like you, pretty much any of those, right? TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, if you go back that far, you know. Keep it up. Let me see your hands. Okay, so 98% of the room. I know that there are some in this room that do not have a social media account. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Um, I know that there's people in the room that don't have a social media account. And for whatever reason, cool, all right? But I want to talk about even, like, do you ever thought about why? I mean, it's the thing to do, right? Like, in our culture, it's the thing to do to have a social media account, right? I got to have a TikTok. I got to have an Instagram. I got to have a Snapchat. I got who told you that you got to have it? And so here's what I want to kind of have a conversation about. Okay, one, I know it's not going away. I know that social media will always be a part of your life forever. My challenge to all of us and my thought that I want us all to entertain is, if that is true, then how am I using it in a healthy and productive way? Because the truth of the matter is, is that many of us lean way too much on our social media for our identity and for our acceptance, and that's unhealthy. And so I want to lead us into having a deep discussion, like a genuine deep discussion, a deep thought on why. Why do you need it? And I have four really questions that I really want to kind of ask of you, all right? And when we get to the end of these questions, you're like, okay, duh, Steve, um, I got this. We'll get there. Question number one, I really want to say, and it's in your talk sheet right there. It says, are you mature enough to handle the content coming at you? And I I get it. All of the guys in the room, yeah, I got it. I'm mature. I am mature. Then quit asking for pics from a girl. If you, sorry. 
Men, we might talk about that at uh, guys' night tomorrow, like, like next, next week. But like night tomorrow, next week. If you are mature enough to handle the, con- just realize that what's coming at you, and ladies, this is going to be the same thing. It's going to be the sin of comparison. You're going to see a celebrity. You're going to see an influencer. You're going to see that they post this or they're wearing this or they're going to that, that location and they're going to all those places. And you're not going to look at those places and go, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm glad they went there. No, you're looking at those places going, I want to go there. Comparison. Are you mature enough to be able to handle the content that's going to be coming at you? There's going to be ads that are going to be popping up that you did not ask for. And they will pop up right there in front of you. Why? Because the social media accounts, all of them, are tracking you. They know what you like, what you don't like. And they will post stuff in front of you. True statement. Go watch Social Dilemma, that little documentary. Number two, are you mature enough to? Do you understand the consequences of faking it and exaggeration? Because there is a temptation with social media. I'm going to post something that maybe not really me, but I'm just going to exaggerate it a little bit just so I get the extra like. You're probably saying, Steve, I don't do that. And that may be possibly true, but there will be a temptation to do that. That I can, are you able to handle it? I, I wonder why there's so many fake accounts. Why is that? Why can't you just be you? Why do you have to create a fake account and exaggerate something? Why can't you just keep the one account that you have and be true to yourself? What's wrong with that? Who told you that you got to get a fake account that needs to, you know, follow all the unhealthy people just so I know what's going on? And my parents only see this account. Y'all, that's deception, and that's a sin. I'm sorry. Number three, how you communicate is going to change. If you allow, if you say, yes, I got social media, how you communicate is going to change. It's not going to be like this face-to-face. It's going to be screen-to-screen. It's going to be DM-to-DM. It's not going to be a genuine, authentic kind of interaction. It's going to be quick hits. How you communicate is going to change. Even it will affect how you communicate face-to-face because you get so quick at your conversations on a DM or a text or whatever that when you're actually in front of somebody, you don't know what to say or how long to say it and if the conversation should go longer than 20 seconds. It, it will change. It, will ha- it has a lasting effect on you and on your health and in even your interactions you have with real-life people. That's obviously an exaggeration, but it can happen, and it will happen. And the last one, number four, can you handle, truly handle, multiple friendships? Because, you know, you got to get more followers, right? You can't just have your 10 or 12. No, i got to have 1,200. And i got to follow everybody just so they'll follow me back, right? And so we keep following, and we keep following, and keep following. Why? Can you handle that? Can you handle the people that follow you that don't know you or don't know anything about you? We'll get into that here in a minute. But those are four genuine questions I think every one of us need to understand. Some of you are like, Steve, why didn't you tell me this like five years ago when I first started in Facebook, right? Um, no, y'all didn't do it. Um, but I mean, I understand that, you know, see, why didn't you share with me some of these things when you first started? I'm trying to help a sister out. I'm trying to help a brother out. Like I'm trying to come alongside you and just say, hey, 
if, if this is true, if you're going to handle social media, you think you can handle social media, these are things you need to think about. These are things you deeply need to think about. Am I mature enough? Can I handle a difference in communication? Can I be true to myself? Right? These are deep questions you need to really genuinely ask yourself before you have a social media. And I'm saying all of them, okay? I'm putting social media all in one. I mean, you hear me talk about profile here in just a minute, and it's all of your accounts, the profile that you have on all of those accounts. I, I didn't, I'm not picking on one, okay? Is it cool? All right, cool. All right, culture is working against you on social media. I've already highlighted one of the ways that they work against you. And here's the thing, they are glorifying, culture is glorifying the unhealthy behavior of social media. They are glorifying that. They're making an exaggeration of that. I was watching another documentary of uh, these, this, this young girl who got picked up by one of the like, magazines or something like that because she was like a, an influence. She had a lot of followers. And so they started paying her money to post stuff about their products. And the whole documentary was about how this company paid to do that, paid her hundreds of thousands of dollars to post their products on her personal account because she had so many followers. You would call that an influencer, right? Here's the thing, and she talks about it in the documentary of how much like a mental and emotional depression kind of strain was placed upon her. And she laments over this whole entire documentary about all the pressure that she's under to perform and to put things up just so that she will get the more likes and she'll get the more money. Y'all, I gotta tell you, I gotta ask the question, is that healthy? I, I mean, I, I, no. <laughs> I'll answer for you. I can't see that to be healthy. But here's the thing, culture is saying that that's good. Yeah, get more followers, yeah. We'll come alongside you. We'll show you some Benjamins, right? You know, we'll show you those things that you want to be able to get what, what we need. They're using you, and you don't see it. But I want to be an influencer. I want to be out there. I want to make a difference. Da, 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 da. True, but it comes with a lot of baggage. We've been lied to, y'all. The evil one is at work. Can I get an Amen. Really, we've been lied to. I've said this through this whole series. It's a phrase I've used every, and it's true. When it comes to social media, we've been lied to. We've said, if you go all in on this, if you have tunnel vision on this, you'll be good, you'll be satisfied. That's not true. You've been lied to. I'm gonna ask you a question. Does Jesus say anything about social media? <laughs> Do what? I don't know, is it? Do you think Jesus says anything about social media? Well, does he mention Facebook in Matthew chapter 5? No. Does he mention Snapchat, right, in John chapter 6? No, he doesn't. But he does talk about, he does talk about how we are to interact with culture. He does talk about how we are to influence culture. What is social media? the platform in which we have an opportunity, right, to influence and to talk and to interact with culture. So not directly, but yes, Jesus does talk about how we are to be social in our world. And he says it really good in Matthew chapter 5, which Olivia just read. If you have your Bible, go there. 
We're going to go quick, all right? Here we go. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16 says this. You are the light of the world. Let me back up. Context here. This is Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is up on a mountain, got his disciples with him, his 12 disciples, but he's got a big crowd, right? And he begins to teach them, and he goes through these Beatitudes, and he gets through the Beatitudes, talks about insults and persecutions. He talks about all these different things, and poor in spirit, merciful, got to be, you know, a peacemaker. I could go through all of them. But he gets to the spot after he talks about how the, you will be persecuted and insulted, and he says, you are the salt of the earth, right? You're salt of the earth. In other words, you bring flavor. You bring flavor to the world. But how can, when salt loses its taste, how can it be made salty again? For it is good for nothing to be thrown out and to be trampled under the people's feet. So if you lose your flavor, yikes, you lose your influence. That's what Jesus is saying. The next phrase is Matthew 5, 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather puts it on a lampstand for all in the house to be able to see. In the same way, let your light shine before men. Ding, 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 ding. Let your light shine before men so they may see your good works and what? Glorify God in heaven. God has given you a platform to interact with culture. And it's this little thing called your social media. You're like, wait a minute. God gave me social media? Maybe. Maybe. How are you, as a believer in Christ, how are you using that little platform that God has given you? How, is he, how are you using that to glorify God in heaven? Here's the big picture. When Jesus says you're the light of the world, it means that your life shines. He says you're the light of the world. And the light that's in you is a reflective light. It's a light that comes from Jesus in you shining through you. You are the conduit, right, of his light. So when Jesus says you are the light of the world, that's what he's talking about. Let me shine in you. He goes on to say, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. You know, and Shelly and I, in our bedroom, we have this, uh, she, over off to the side, she's got her desk and her computer and all those kind of things, and there's this little blue light. Like, it's the size of a pin, like pinhole. Like, it is, it is the tiniest thing ever. And so here it is. Like, this little blue light is in the middle of the dark, but man, it lights up the whole room. Like, you turn the lights on, it's like, is there a blue light? I don't know. But you turn the lights out, it's like, bing, there it is. And it's just real tiny. And the other night I told Shelly, I was like, man, we got to do something about that blue light, right? <laughs> so I went over to her desk, put papers and a book on top of it, <laughs> right? But here's the thing. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. The light, it's hard to hide. It's hard to hide. And if Jesus in, is in you, right, if he's truly in you, it's going to be hard to hide, hard to hide because he's Jesus, right? He's God. It's a big deal. And he, he goes on to say, and no one puts the light under a basket because that's just not cool, right? That's not what you do with the light. What you do with the light is you put it on a lampstand so everybody can see. In other words, put Jesus as the king of your life, the Lord of your life, and allow him to shine through your life. That's what he's saying. He says, don't hide your light. Shine it. Shine it. Why? So they may glorify God. They may see your good works and glorify God in heaven. That's what he's saying. So what does it mean? How does that influence our social media? What does it have to do with my profile and my search for approval? Number one, I'm going really quick. Hold on. Your profile 
shines a light on what you value. You saw, see that? Your profile shines a light on what you value the most. True or not? If I looked at your profile, could I tell, one, we'll start here, do you love Jesus? Do you value family? I could go through all the buckets, right? <laughs> I could go through the buckets. <laughs> or the number of posts that you put on your profile. Oh, gosh. Does that communicate what you value? If you're posting about anything and everything, like if you can't go another minute without posting something on your Snapchat to all your people to keep your shrieks, another bucket, another you know, ball in the bucket, it's full, I can't do anything. Your profile shines a lot on what you value. Number two, God is allowing the little platform to be created as a tool for the message of the gospel to be shared. That's the lampstand, y'all. Your little Instagram profile is the lampstand that God has ordained for you to be able to shine the light and how you act and how you interact and how you connect with people on your digital platforms. It matters, y'all. And how you interact with people online is the light and they see you. And that leads to number three. Is the one goal in your life not to please men, but rather to glorify God by your good works? Now, hear me out. I'm not telling you that you need to post Jesus on everything you post, right? I'm not saying that you have to have like pictures of crosses every other you know, deal or verses of scripture every other deal. But y'all, I mean, I think occasionally that might be good. But what does it look like for you just to live life as a believer and to celebrate the good things that God has blessed you with? What's wrong with that? Yes, if the Lord allows you to go to Beach Week and have an incredible week at Beach Week, why don't you not post? I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Why, why do you make Beach Week about you and your experience? Why don't you make it about Jesus and you and the experience that you had? That's totally different, y'all. That's totally different. And that's what Jesus is saying here in Matthew chapter 5. Let that light sit on that platform and let it burn bright. That's you. Let me see your good works, not your evil deeds, right? Not your crazy hashtags where you have to vandalize schools. That's ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? That, that's, not, that's not light, y'all. How is that light? That's sin. Thou shalt not steal. Y'all, that's sin. And what did culture do? You've been lied to. What did culture do? They glorified the sin. They glorified the sin. And what it did, it made everybody else sin. Y'all, I'm just speaking truth, right? Okay, so I have some tips from an old guy about how we can use our profiles to shine the light of Christ and to glorify him. You ready? I'm gonna go quick. Here we go. One, who you follow matters. Amen. Who you follow matters. And you're like, Jesus juke me, Steve. Am I following Jesus? Yeah, you should. Um, who you follow matters. And here's the reason why it should matter to you. Because what comes in is what you put out. And if you're allowing those that are following you to put evil in, whether it be gossip, whether it be deceit, whether it be evil, whether it be sinful acts, guys, you're like, I'm big enough. I'll just, you know, I won't like it. I'll just keep scrolling, right? Bull. 
Over time, it'll get you. Oh, you might be able to do it the first time, but if it keeps coming in, it keeps coming in. You know this as much as I know this. You'll start changing. You'll start changing because who you follow matters. Number two, what you say matters. Oh, Steve, nobody, nobody's on my social media. Nobody looks at my stuff. Really? Ask some of your friends. Ask some of your friends what your latest post was. I bet you some of them will know. And they probably even read the byline too, right? They clicked on the little more button. You know, that little gray button that said more right there? Like, I want to know what else he's saying, you know, that kind of thing. Y'all, it happens. It, it truly happens. And so here it is. What you say matters because you have influence. You have a voice. God has given you a platform. What are you doing with that platform? Is it all about you and making a name for yourself? Are you choosing to reflect the light of Christ through you? Y'all, real talk. Number three, think about it before you post it. Right? Some of y'all probably heard this. Well, my teacher told me to say that, you know, when I was in class or whatever. Think about it before you post it. Am I fixing to say something that's <laughs> going to encourage and inspire other people? Or am I going to say something just to say something? Like, hey, you know, you Snapchat a hey to a friend. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, what? <laughs> Maybe get a little more meat, you know? Hey, how's your day be going? I've been praying for you. Ding. That took you two more seconds to write that. But here's the thing, and you kept your streak, right? And so there it is. You kind of change it for what you say and how you say it, how it matters. And think about it before you post it. How am I, what am I doing here? Is either, am I leading my friends? Oh, this is good. Am I leading my friends in what I post to sin? Am I liking or retweeting for all the Twitter people in here? I may be the only one. But am I, like, thank you, Blake. Am I the only one, like, that's retweeting things that maybe are evil? Number four, be a friend worth following. Be a friend worth following. Are you worth it? Or are you going to get the, the, everybody hates it, the unfollow, right? Nobody wants to be unfollowed. They don't like me. They may not like you, or they may like you, but they don't like what you say. It's highly possible. They may love you enough to say, I can't allow this into my life. I'm going to unfollow you maybe for a season. I just can't allow this, what you're saying and how you're saying it. I just can't allow that to be a part of my life. I think one of the greatest things you can do is have that conversation with a friend, especially if it's a Christian friend that's next to you that may be hearing this message at the same time you are right? Number what? Five? Follow back is not a requirement. Remember that whole thing, garbage in, garbage out kind of thing? Just because they follow you doesn't mean you have to follow them. But wait, that's the most unfriendly thing ever. Is it really? I mean, really, is it? I don't think so. Because remember, if you follow them, you're going to see everything that they post right? And hopefully you're not following anybody you don't know already. That's for your own safety and security, which that's number, oh, well, that's, yeah, follow back's not a requirement. That's part of that. Your safety and security, never follow someone you don't personally know or respond to a DM of someone you don't know. There are predators out there that are looking to follow back and are looking to deceive you and to destroy you and to take you down. Just know that. Never follow someone you don't know. Number what? Six, be truthful. 
Remember, I'm an old guy. These are tips from an old guy, right? Be truthful. Why would you lie? Why would you exaggerate? What's wrong with the experiences you have? What's wrong with being who you are and liking the things that you like and posting about that? I love building stuff out of wood. So if you look at my social media, I have a whole page of pictures of things that I built on wood. Like, I just like that, right? I mean, I just do. I like it, and I hope you like it. But if you don't like it, it's okay. I like it, you know? I'm going to post it. Another thing I really like is being married to her. Oh, gosh. So if you look at my Instagram, you're going to see things about my kids, who's sitting right over there. Like, I love my girls. I will post about their successes. I will brag about them. And I want to honor her with my life and some of the hobbies. You've probably seen a Jeep of mine on one of my Instagrams. I love that thing. That is one of my outs. That's one of my little hobbies that I have. Guys, but in, in all of that, like, I, it, call it a brag post if you want, but man, those, those are the things I genuinely like. I'm not going to deceive y'all. I'm being truthful. I'm not going to exaggerate. I'm not going to make myself look like I'm somewhere where I'm not, you know what I mean? Which y'all probably experienced that. So just be truthful. There's nothing wrong with being truthful. There's nothing wrong with being you and who God created you to be and the places that you go and the friends that you have. Last note, number seven. There's more to life than your social media. I had a really incredible conversation with a young man about a couple of weeks ago. It was after church and uh, after the 11 o'clock service. And if y'all, I go down for the invitation during the 11 o'clock service and um, I'm sitting there after and the pastor asks us to stick around after the service is over down at the altar. And he says, um, he just said, hey, the pastor's gonna be there, that kind of thing. A guy that I've never known and you don't know either, he's not been a part of, uh, high school ministry yet. I'm praying that he will. He came up to me and he said, hey, Pastor Steve, he saw my name tag. He's looking at Pastor Steve. Hey man, I'm really struggling with pornography. I mean, that was the first thing out of his mouth. First thing out of his mouth. I said, bro, what's your name? <laughs> he says, he tells me his name. I'm not gonna tell it to you. He says, man, I, man, I've been really struggling with this whole pornography thing. I said, man, can I just be, where, where is it coming in from? And he said, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok. He said, man, TikTok's the worst. Like, I mean, he's just laying it all out right there. And I said, man, what are you going to do about that? I said, we got, got, you know, kind of talking. He told me a little bit more about his story and all those kind of things. He says, man, I'm down here at the altar because I know God wants me to get rid of it. And I looked at him and I said, so what's wrong with deleting those apps off your phone? And it was like an epiphany for him. He's like, I can do that? I said, do you want the pornography in your life? He goes, no. I said, cut it off. He said, well, that's drastic. I said, yeah, it is. I said, bro, that's sin. Why would you want to entertain sin in your life all the time? Especially if you're under conviction right now about some of the things you're looking at. No joke. That joker pulled out his phone right there at the altar, slid up, went delete, 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 delete. And he said, Steve, this is the worst, delete. Like I was blown away, like literally blown away. Y'all, you can't tell me that social media doesn't have an influence on you. You can't tell me that. And some of you are big and bad and you're thinking, oh, it ain't affected me, no way, I'm good. I got, you know, all this. No, no, it has effects on you. 
But I want you, and I hope you hear my heart tonight. I want you to flip it on its head. If you're going to use it, and you're going to be a part of it, and it's hard, I can't tell you not to have it. Please hear me. I can't tell you. God can tell you not to have it. But I can't tell you not to have it. Because it's going to be around. But what I'm asking you to do, social media in and of itself is not bad. Please hear me that. In and of itself is not bad. But how you use it is. And how you allow it to influence you is. And so if it's going to be a part of your life, I want you to think about it upside down. Instead of it having influence on you, why don't you have an influence on it? Why don't you allow it, whatever that platform is, to shine the light of Christ in you? And y'all, be honest with yourself. If you're not mature enough to handle it, and you can't, it's hard for me to navigate, take a break. Delete it. But my streaks, really? Really? Who told you that that was right? Who told you you have to have that to feel loved and accepted? Wasn't me, and it wasn't God. Culture's been lying to you. We've had tunnel vision on it way too long. 